You're listening to the Adult Explore the Bible Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWay's Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for that week's study, examine some questions teachers may face, and give some teaching tips along the way. I'm Dwayne McCurry, your host, and today I'm being joined by Mike Livingston. Mike's one of the members of the Adult Explore the Bible team. Mike, thank you for being with us again this week. Glad to be here. Thank you. Well, we're going to be looking at session nine of our study of Ezekiel and Daniel. This is for the winter 2021 through 22 quarter. Uh, in Daniel 3, verses 14 through 26, uh, we find this story that most folks are going to be aware of, at least part of the story. Uh, the, the summary statement for this session is that believers must stand for God regardless of the potential cost. Here's the outline that we'll be working with, verses 14 through 18. We've entitled that Allegiance Declared. Verses 19 through 23, persecution intensified. And verses 24 through 26, God honored. So in verses 14 through 18, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, he's built a statue to himself to be worshiped. Uh, and he confronts Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego about their reported failure to bow to the statue. The three Jewish exiles declared that they had confidence in God to deliver them. And that even if God did not deliver them, that did not change their allegiance to him. The point for us to gain from this particular section of the study is that believers can express trust in God in all circumstances. In verses 19 through 23, Nebuchadnezzar, we find him overcome with anger. And he orders that the three men be thrown into an overheated furnace, fully dressed and bound. The intensity of the fire killed the men who threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery pit. For us, we can understand that believers can expect non-believers to take extreme actions of persecution. In verses 24 through 26 of Daniel 3, we find Nebuchadnezzar, he's surprised. The three men are walking around unharmed in the blazing furnace, and they're joined by a fourth person. Nebuchadnezzar called for the three men to come out, and he recognized them as servants of the Most High God. For us, we can understand that believers bring honor to God through our faithfulness to him. Mike, I've already mentioned this is one of the more common stories people may know. Um, now, I will go ahead and say this. There be, may be some in our group who don't know all the details, and we can't assume that everyone has heard the story, but we can assume most have some idea about the fiery furnace. How do we make this story relevant, fresh? Do we even try to at that point? Yeah. As a Bible teacher, the hardest lessons for, for most of us to teach are is this kind of lesson, you know, the familiar passages. We, we go through this at Easter, we go through it at Christmas, and we come to a passage like this, you know, we think, what, what new thing can I possibly say? So it's challenging, yeah, because people are so familiar with um, the passage. Uh, as teachers, we often feel that pressure uh, to teach our group members something new, to, to tell them something they don't know, because that's what teaching is, right? I mean, we think that's what teaching is. I got to tell them something they don't know. So how do you, how do you teach something so familiar and so well known? How do you say something new? 
Well, three things um, I would say about that. First, uh, in the form of a question is who says you have to say anything new? No, no one is saying you have to say something new. Um, sometimes simply recalling the old and the familiar is more necessary and more helpful than finding something new and different to say over and over and over the, the you know the scripture tells us remember remember time and again uh, you find the word remember um you know think about how matthew ended his gospel he, he ended with jesus giving us that promise remember i'm with you always the one who was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace is that one who says to us, remember, I'm with you. I'm with you always to the end of the age. So there's, there's going to be someone in your group who needs to be reminded of that when you, when you uh, share this, this passage with them. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is, is I think what happens during our, our uh, Bible study time, group time, is less about imparting information, and it's more about life transformation. There's an old saying that says, we don't teach the Bible, we teach people. I think uh, that's, that's half true. That, that's a half truth because I think we do both. We, we teach the Bible to people. Uh, and, and it's important that we keep this tension uh, in, you know, in, in mind, this pro have a proper tension between the two. Because if you put too much emphasis on just teaching the content without really focusing or thinking about the needs of the people who are sitting in the, those chairs, uh, you, you, you come out with basically a history lesson, pretty dry. Uh, you put all the emphasis on, on the life needs uh, without letting the scripture speak to those needs and you get basically a group therapy session and you got uh, people just sitting around sharing their opinions and experiences and never hearing what God said. And we, so we need both. So in some, in some Bible lessons, there's, there's a greater need to emphasize the content, particularly, you know, of a more difficult passage or less familiar passage. But in other lessons, there, there, there really should be more emphasis on, on applying the truth. And this might be one of those uh, lessons where you aim for the heart, not the head. Um, then there's a, a last thing about that is we don't want to focus just on the it or the event uh, that's taking place. We, we need to focus on the he or the who. Uh, we, need to, we need to be focusing on the person that the, that the event points to. So what I'm saying is that this, this passage is not about Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. It's not about the fiery furnace. It's not about their allegiance to God as much it's, as it's about the God who deserves our allegiance. It's not about men who were willing to die for God, but it's about the God who was worth dying for. So the three things here were remember, shoot for the heart, aim for the heart, mm -hmm. and keep God as the hero. That, that's interesting because last week uh, when Bob was on this podcast with me, that was part of our conversation too was the temptation in, when studying particularly Daniel is to make Daniel the hero and forget that God is the hero of the story. Right. And we see that once again this week. Uh, as you were sharing that, you know, old hymn kept coming to my mind. I love to tell the story. Uh, the fourth stanza of that hymn uh, says, I love to tell the story for those who know it best, seem hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. And when we come to these familiar stories like this, I sometimes wonder, 
if there's a problem, because we're not hungering and thirsting for some of these great stories, these core stories that we've heard before, and not re-examining re them to see what they mean uh, and how we can apply them in our lives today. And we forget that everything that's going on in the background gives us this opportunity to trust God and to understand how to trust God in a difficult situation. Yeah, the worst, the worst thing we can do when we come to a passage like this is say, yeah, I, I already know that one. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. um, that's the worst thing you can say. In this story, we see Daniel, and then we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, Daniel is his Jewish name, his Daniel's Jewish name, but Belteshazzar um, his, would be his Babylonian name. But yet here we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and it's their Babylonian names, not their Jewish names. Um, should we make anything of that? Well, you know, we could we could talk about the background, and, and I'm sure that will come out as, as you teach this lesson. You know, names names in, in that time period uh, were were really important. We today we don't think that much about you know changing names, but then uh, a name was not just a way of identifying someone. A name was connected with a person's identity and character. And names then often contained the name of one's God, one's deity. It was often contained, you know, found in, in the name uh, of the person. Uh, so the Hebrew names or Jewish names of Daniel and the other three all contain within them references to God, references to Yahweh. Daniel, for example, means God is my judge. Um, Hananiah means my God is gracious. Mishul means who is what God is, and Azariah means Yahweh has helped. So all their, their Hebrew names all contain a reference to God. Their new Babylonian names, Belteshazzar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, each of those have some association with Babylonian deities or Babylonian gods. In Daniel 4.8, it says that Daniel was named Belteshazzar after the name of Nebuchadnezzar's God. So um, why, did, why did that happen? Why were their names changed? These, these four um, Jewish uh, young men were a part of the first deportation, first of three of, of Jews to Babylon. And they were chosen as the cream of the crop, the best of the best. They were chosen to go into a three-year training period to serve in the Babylonian government, to serve the king. And so they were trained in all things Babylonian. They learned the Babylonian language. They learned they were taught Babylonian literature. They were, as we know, they were given a new diet. Um, uh, and, and a part of all of this was they were given new names. And some commentators will explain this. This was a part of an attempt to assimilate the Hebrews, these Hebrews, into Babylonian culture. It was really an attempt to change their worldview, is, is one way to, to understand this, to give them a completely new identity. Um, now we know, you know, in this, in this passage we're looking at in, in this lesson, that they refused to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar's statue. Uh, statue. Uh, so this Babylonian indoctrination did not turn their hearts away from, from the Lord. We, we can see that. And the life lesson here is don't let the world define who you are. So in spite of being given these Babylonian names um, with pagan references in them, they never compromised their allegiance to, to God. There's another explanation, though, of the name change. 
in order to serve in the Babylonian government, you had to be a Babylonian citizen and Babylonian citizenship required a Babylonian name. And that's an explanation that I've, that I've seen. You don't hear that, in, that very often, but I think that there is a validity uh, to that. Now, why is Daniel, you know, why is he known as Daniel, but the other three are known by their Babylonian names? I think simply that um, both the Hebrew and the Babylonian names are used throughout the book um, and they're used interchangeably. Um, but in like, for example, in chapter one, they are all known by their Jewish or Hebrew names, even though they have been given Babylonian names. In verse seven, they're given Babylonian names, but in verses 11 and 19, they're still called by their Hebrew names. Um, in chapter three, in this week's passage, the three youth are called by their Babylonian names. But Daniel, he's not in this, he's, he's not a part of this story. He's not a part of this account. Uh, if he was a part of this story, we don't know if he would be called Daniel or Belteshazzar. In, in chapter four, Nebuchadnezzar calls Daniel by his Babylonian name, Belteshazzar, but those other three youth, they're not a part of that story. So we don't know how they would have been referred to if they were part of that story. So sometimes they're referred to in one way, sometimes they're referred to in another way. It depended on who was addressing them at that point is what you're, you're getting to, I think. Yeah. In chapter three, it's Nebuchadnezzar who's addressing them, and we would expect him to use the name he gave them. Of course, yeah. And that would be true, too, when he was referring to Daniel. So I can see that. Yeah. You mentioned in your just a minute ago about the fourth person present in the flames. How should we understand this fourth person? The text calls him, or Nebuchadnezzar recognizes him, uh, or refers to him as like a son of the gods in verse 25. So help us understand the identity of this fourth person. Yeah, when the king says he looks like a son of the gods, the, the meaning, the, the, the actual meaning there is he looks like a son of deity. Or in other words, he's saying, Nebuchadnezzar saying, this, this, this looks like a divine supernatural being. Many translations read like we just did, a son of the gods. Uh, King James reads the son of God. And actually, you know, e either translation can actually be correct there. But we have to remember that who, Nebuch who, who said this, that Nebuchadnezzar was a, uh, he believed in many gods. He was polytheistic. And he didn't have any conception of the Trinity, the Christian Trinity, as we understand it today. So when he, when he says it's, it looks like the son of God or a son of the gods, he's not saying it looks to me like the second person of the Trinity. That's not how we need to understand, you know, what, what he's saying. He only meant that the person he sees in there, the fourth person, is, is some kind of divine being. Not that Nebuchadnezzar knows who it is. Later, he, he said it was an angel a few verses later. But most scholars that I look at say that that fourth figure in the furnace was Christ in his pre-incarnate form. And the word for that is a Christophany. A Christophany is a pre-incarnate pre appearance of the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God. And even though the text does not specifically say that, I think that that's the most plausible explanation for who that fourth person is. Are there any other thoughts or ideas that you would 
really hone in on when you're looking at Daniel 3, 14 through 26? Well, as, as a teacher, um, as I teach this lesson, I, I, will, I will make a point here. Uh, it's more of an application thing that those, those three Hebrews, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, would rather die a cruel death than to be unfaithful to their God. And we, you know, I think we, here's a place to, to talk about this, that believers through the centuries have been faced with this same choice and they have suffered persecution. They've suffered martyrdom and death because they chose to be faithful to the Lord rather than to deny him. And today that, ha that is happening more than ever, even today. So in 2020, more than 340 million Christians worldwide experienced high levels of persecution just for following Jesus. And that's one in eight believers worldwide. And those numbers come from the World Watch List Report uh, 2021 from Open Doors USA. Uh, Nick Ripken, who wrote Insanity of God, says if we, if we only play, pray, if we only pray for God to end the persecution of believers, the only way for him to answer that prayer is to stop people from following Jesus. So he, he points out that the way we are to pray for them is that they would remain faithful through their suffering. So I hope that this, this week as we you know, look at this lesson with our groups, that we will take a moment to remember and to pray for the persecuted church. Those of you who are out there listening, if you have any comments or questions, you're welcome to send me an email at Dwayne McCrary at Lifeway.com. That's D-W-A-Y-N-E dot M-C-C R-A-R-Y at Lifeway.com. And I'll do my best to answer your question. Or if I don't know the answer, I'll find the right person who can answer your question for you. Join us next week. We'll be looking at session 10. Bill Craig will be joining me. We'll be looking at Daniel 4, 28 through 37. Thinking about the story of Nebuchadnezzar, where he's driven out into the field, uh, the key point that we'll be looking at is believers must be careful to honor God in all things. Mm -hmm.